0: Good morning. Good morning. How's everyone doing this morning? Good? Good? That's good. Um, like I said before, uh, my name is Pastor Jeremy. We're so glad that you guys are here. I know we got a mixed group of people, we got some new faces. It's so good to see you guys. Um, I'm just blessed that you guys are here. I'm excited that you guys are here. Um, If you're watching online, we're so happy that you tuned in online. We know that's important as well. But listen, if you're watching online and you live in Memphis, you need to not watch online and come and be in this room. There's nothing special about the room. There's just something special about the people in the room. Amen? 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 Listen, we're a Talk Back Church. Okay, that's okay if you talk back to me. No one's going to get offended if you yell at me a little bit. Um, We just want to say hello. Thank you guys for being here. A couple quick things before I introduce Pastor Rod. Um, If this is your first time here, there are connect cards on the back of that table. And you're like, oh, he's going to ask us for money. No, I'm not asking you for money. I just want to know. We just want to get to meet you. We want to get to know you. We want you to fill it out. We want to connect with you. How wild is that that the pastor wants to sit down and have dinner with you? On us so if you don't fill out the card we don't know that you were here you see how that works so the connect cards are in the back part on the back when you walked in the back left and so you'll see them. so when you fill out a connect card fill it out and put it in the flower pot and you're like wow you guys are low-budget church no we're not low budget we have flower pots intentionally we just believe that wherever you plan to see things just start growing amen amen Alright, I want to introduce you guys to, um, he's a pastor friend of mine. Uh, We met at a wild time. When we planted this church, um, there wasn't a lot of people who saw the vision that you see in the room right now. And so I met Pastor Rod at a conference, and he was like, hey man, what's your name? You got dope sneakers and da-da-da-da-da. And I was like, yeah, this guy's cool. He's got tattoos. And like... He got sneakers. He speaks my language. Like, I love this guy. And he was just like, hey, man. I was like, yeah, we're a super small church. We don't really got anyone behind us. And he was just like, I believe in you. And I'm like, oh, my God. You don't even know me. Uh." You know, and so he's like, I believe in you. And so over time, he's just become he's a mentor to me. He's an overseer to our church. Um, So he's here. He he passes a church called Union Houston, which I got to preach at a couple months ago. Um, They got a beautiful, vibrant church in Houston, Texas. Um, When I was in Houston, I don't know if anyone's from Houston, but Houston is weird. Houston is very strange. And there's like a restaurant every 10 minutes from where you walk. It's beautiful. I gained a lot of weight. Um, and I preach it all. So I just want to welcome to the stage Pastor Rodrigo Vargas from Houston, Texas. Come on, we can do better than that. There we go. I love you, Pastor. 1140. All right. Well, what's good, Memphis, Tennessee?
1: How y'all doing this morning? Can I tell you, it's really good to be up here with you, um, spending time in this amazing city that I've grown to love. Uh, but most importantly, it's been a great time spending time with some people that I love. And that's Pastor Jeremy and Tasha Louison. I want to tell you a little bit about your pastors. They love you dearly. And if you're watching online and you haven't walked in here yet, I want to tell you they love you too. They, they do something called intercede. And they've been praying for all those people that are hopeless and need a little touch of hope. That don't have any love in their life and want a little bit of love. And sometimes as elite pastors, can I tell you what happens? We get woken up in the middle of the night and we have faces we haven't met before. And we have names that pop into our spirit that we're praying for and we haven't met yet. It's the burden of a pastor. It's the burden of a pastor to share a vision that's grandiose to many that hear it. But it takes faith to see it fulfilled. It takes many heartaches. I can tell you from experience over the last 18 months a lot of betrayal, backstabbing, slandering, and gossip. And so sit in the presence of those two powerful people. And talk about you, this community, and their city the way they do. Can I tell you? Can you help me honor them? And would you stand up and give a give a, a, a loud a loud cheer, loud applause to your pastors? We love you, pastors. Y'all may be seated. I want to introduce real quick myself because you need to know a little bit about me. And why I am the way I am and maybe the way I communicate. But I'm a, I've been saved by grace, but radically. 25, uh, when I was the age of 25, I was an atheist. I didn't believe in anything. I thought y'all were all goofy. What are these people raising their hands and worship and praying to a God I don't know anything about? But a young man who kind of looked like me introduced me to Jesus in a non-religious way through relationship, the word, and prayer. And many years later, as I worked out my discipleship, I ended up in a rehab facility. Yes, saved and sanctified, but addicted to drugs, money, success, broken, owing $1.5 million to the banks. I found myself in a rehab facility crying out to God, knowing that he existed, knowing that he gave his life for me, knowing that the blood of Jesus had saved me. And I said, Lord, from this day forward, whatever you ask me to do, I will do. And so I stand before you, holding this microphone, delivering the gospel of the kingdom of God, because that's what he's asked me to do. And can I tell you, when I saw Pastor Jeremy and I met him and he told me, I said, this is what he was called to do. I believe in him, not just because of him, but because of what I saw, the Jesus I saw him, the passion I saw him saw in him and so we have a crazy vibrant church and I got to tell you that I wouldn't be doing anything anything other than what I'm doing right now it's sharing the kingdom with like-minded people churches communities and cities so it's an honor to be here with you to deliver today I come to you with a fresh revelation that had been stirring in my heart and it's about the most important yet misunderstood mistaught, misrepresented, and misused truth of God, and that is the Holy Spirit. I've been praying all week, and back at home, we're doing 21 days of prayer, and so I've been praying and fasting, and what I'm asking for today, I've been asking all week, is that the Lord open up our hearts, our minds, and our spirits to embrace this very powerful promise of God, the Holy Ghost. A promise filled with power, not natural, but supernatural. A power, not a human power, but a heavenly power. A power that is filled with love, joy, peace. Uh, 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 One that is filled with grace and mercy. We're talking about the power. Today I want to share with you a word about the power. Now, before I start telling you about the power, I got to lay down like a foundation for you so you can start erecting this powerful truth that today you'll be embracing. In the very beginning of time, God had an intention for mankind, and it was to build this kingdom. So I'm going to start back at what Jesus came to do. Jesus not only came to save us from our mistakes and our failures, but he came to restore that very kingdom God had in mind. He came to restore the kingdom family. He came came to restore what they had in mind in the very beginning before mistakes were made, before they failed, before sinned. You, You know, you want to know a definition of sin? The word is hamartia, and what that means really is that they claim the independence of what God... In other words, they try to do it their own way. You know that in the culture, I'm, I'm gonna do it. My I, I'm grown. I'm gonna do it my own way. It's very relevant. It's very relevant. Jesus gave His life for all that I'm gonna do it my own way. I'm grown. But and by the way, he 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 did that for our past sin, our present sin, and the ones we're gonna commit tomorrow. Ain't God good? Now, when He did that. He defeated the enemy and he took away the only weapon the enemy had, which is what mankind fears the most. You know what that is? Death. Believers should not fear any kind of death. This disarmed the devil from holding that over our heads so that we may be, as Peter says, a peculiar people. But he had to do that by sending us the power which is held in the Holy Spirit. Now the Holy Spirit comes to live inside of us and dwell inside of any one of us that have put their faith or trust in the words of Jesus. In the man, Jesus. In our God, Jesus. In our Savior and Lord and King, Jesus. But he also gave us a mission. And that mission was To make disciples, in other words, followers of the message, which was the gospel of the kingdom of God. And to do so, he said, I'm going to give you power. And that power is called the Holy Spirit. Now that spirit is here. And it's moving. It's ministry. And it's talking to us. I want to tell you that because his spirit is here, there is no shame there is no condemnation. There is no judgment. The Bible says that we must repent, yes, from our mistakes. But can I tell you today, the Holy Spirit is begging you and urging you and encourage you wherever you may be watching, turn away from that shame. It's no longer yours. Turn away from that condemnation. Turn away from that judgment. It was nailed to a cross 2,000 years ago. After that happened, after Jesus defeated that old lion serpent, he sent us the Holy Spirit, the power he had promised. And so today we're gonna take a portion of verses from three different letters, three different books in the scriptures. But they're all within the same timeline, and they're all talking about the same thing. They're written by two different authors that didn't really do life together. You're talking about a Greek physician in Luke, and you're talking about the apostle or the disciple, Matthew, the gospel writer. They wrote it in two different places, in two different times, and yet they speak of the same thing. It says in Luke chapter 24, verses 45 through 49, that then he, Jesus... Thoroughly opened up their minds to understand the scriptures. He told them, this is what is written. The Messiah will suffer and rise from the dead on the and on the third day. And the repentance of sins for the, for, the repentance for the forgiveness of sins will be preached in his name to all nations. Beginning at Jerusalem. You are witnesses of these things. And I'm going to send you what my father has promised, but you must stay in the city until you have been clothed with power from on high. Matthew 28, 18 and 20 says, hey, listen, all authority. In heaven and on earth has been given to me. Can I tell you all authority? Who does it belong to today? Jesus Don't you dare give your authority to someone else that doesn't belong to it. The all authority belongs to Jesus. But then he says he's going to impart that authority into us. And he says, therefore, go and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit and teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I will be with you the very end of age. In other words, his mercy endureth forever. Amen. Acts chapter 1, he comes back, possibly the same kind of instance here, and he says in verse, he says, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father has promised, which you have heard me speak about over and over and over. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit, And then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom of Israel? It seems to me this is a common problem most saints have, most believers. And one of the things that always detracted me from coming to discover who Jesus was is they think that it's all about them. They think that is this the time that you're going to restore our clique, our group, our church? our political party, our country. And Jesus says, no, 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 listen. This is not for you to know the times, dates, fathers, has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, in Judea, Samaria, and and to the ends of the earth. And after this, he was taken up by their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. I'm going to pray real quick. Father God, I thank you for this moment. Holy Spirit, God, my words, help me deliver the meditations of my heart, that which you have given me. Let me empty myself out of everything you have given me. Let me not come in here with eloquent words, but by the power of your spirit. And I pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said, the power. That power came rushing down. Like wind and fire on the day of Pentecost. Now I want to explain to you what Pentecost is, because Pentecost was not something Christians created. Neither did the Pentecostal Church. It's actually something the Jews celebrated, and for, for it's a celebration of mercy. You can find this from Exodus chapter nineteen to thirty-two. If you want to take some time to read it, you can. I did all the the research for you. It's literally a celebration of mercy. It, 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 it essentially here, here's what God was doing. To the, to the Israelites and the church, he was getting them out of what they deserved by granting them mercy. That mercy was with the Holy Spirit. We carry the spirit of mercy inside of us. The Apostle Paul says that the Holy Spirit is a, is a deposit of mercy for what is to come. And this is, this, is, this is abounding mercy, abounding grace. And where there is abounding mercy, there is abounding grace, and we, we are invading heaven on earth. You know, in heaven, there is no brokenness, there is no pain, there is no suffering. We're supposed to bring that here. That mercy is supposed to be spilt out everywhere we walk. Now, God freely gave us this. God freely gave us salvation, but He didn't stop there. He gave us power, He gave us authority. But I'm here to tell you that that, that is up, for, up to us to embrace, engage, and empower it over our lives. I do a lot of traveling. When you're doing kingdom work, partnering with people like yourselves, it, it causes you to travel all over the United States and sometimes the world in my case, and it's, I get to come be with this beautiful family that's here in Memphis, Tennessee. So a couple of years ago when my travels picked up, I decided that I was going to invest a few bucks into something called a, a TSA pre-check. Y'all know what that is? It's, a, it's the best few bucks I've ever spent in my life. I'll tell you what. Uh, Friday when I got to the airport to fly out here, I didn't have to rush to the airport like most people do two, three hours ahead of time. If it's my wife, it's three hours ahead. My brother and my wife drive me crazy. They want to get to the airport three hours ahead. For for what? You got to wear the mask inside the airport and you're suffocating and then, you know, you, you pay $15 for a $3 latte. I'm not doing all that. But I got there an hour ahead. And I'm like the cool kids. I checked in. I had my boarding pass on my phone. I don't do the paper thing no more. I'm like the, all the cool kids, and I get into I get into a get into a, uh, a special line. I got in the special line that says TSA PreCheck. This is a very privileged short line. Okay, this is a, a privileged line that goes really quick. This is a very privileged line that doesn't. Uh, they don't. They don't do the intrusive X-ray thing. Y- y'all know what I'm talking about, where they can look underneath your clothes. My wife doesn't like that one. She says, I don't like that one. So I got her a TSA pre-check, too. I, I don't have to take off my shoes, which is a good thing. I, I hate taking off shoes and putting them on. And I'm a germaphobe, so like I don't like stepping on the nasty floor with my Even my socks, I don't want them dirty. I I, I I don't have to take the electronics out of my bag. I just slide it on the conveyor belt. I take off my belt. I put my phone in my bag. And I walk through the little metal detector. Boom. And I'm at my gate. Now, when I'm traveling with other people that are not TSA pre I'll go ahead and get ahead of them. Stop by, and get a $20 burrito. Because it's $20 in there, okay? And I wait by the gate and they show about 45 minutes later, flustered with their belt still in their hands and shoelaces off, like they in the Harris County Jail or you know, the county jail, you know what I mean? I have been given privileges that access power and authority to bypass the inconveniences of travel. Are you following what I'm saying? Because I've been qualified and been granted access with power and authority to do so. And only because of that. As we travel through this life, cause you know, we're all traveling. This is not our eternal place of resting. We're all going to be inconveniences with the brokenness of this world. All you have to do is look around. It's it's evident. There will be problems, pain, suffering. Like in an airport, we're all traveling. But can I tell you, those that have placed our faith in Jesus, we have a different place we arrive at. The scriptures say that that place is heaven. The other travels still have to deal with the same thing. You may be watching; you haven't given your life to Jesus. And you're dealing with the same problems. me, and you are no different. We still have the same problems. The only difference is we have the same inconveniences, but our destination is a little bit different. Jesus describes this destination as dark, cold, lonely, where there's anguish and suffering. So much so that he says there is weeping and gnashing of the teeth. You know, this place is actually named after a place called the Valley of Himon, which later on was known as Gehenna. But the fear-mongering preachers like to call it the fires of hell. Jesus was making a point here. And I got to tell you, neither here nor there, it's nowhere, it's no place I want to spend the rest of my eternal life in. I, I, I want, my heaven's going to look like Cancun, y'all. White sands, emerald blue water, sunshine. No, I mean, just shorts on and flip-flops. It, it, this is why I'm so passionate about sharing the gospel of Jesus. Because I wanna I want to bring as many people as possible with me. To that resting place that's beautiful, where there's peace, where there's harmony, where there's joy, where there's love. Now like the TSA pre-check, although we're all traveling, there are different destinations and special privileges for those that have placed their faith in Jesus by bypassing certain circumstances of inconveniences if you belong to the kingdom. This, This is the power that he has granted us. For all those that have accepted Jesus. We have been baptized. The word baptized means immersed. It's not something you tap into. You Can I tell you, you've been immersed in power. You've been immersed in authority. Believers all have the same access. If we have embraced the special access or ability. Here's the thing is, some have... And don't know they have it some have don't know how to properly use it and some have it and use it improperly but there is power what kind of power the power of kingdom authority now I'm going to break down because he says all authority has been given to me therefore go he gave us that kingdom authority power in the Bible is dunamis is the Greek word that he uses. Dunamis, it's a regenerative power. Think of a dynamo. When you see a dynamo, it spins and it gives more energy and more energy and more energy. This is what he's talking about. If you look at the Merriam-Webster's Dictionary, it talks about the ability to act or produce. This is going to be important for us today. To act or produce. Hmm. So he gave us the power to produce something and to act a certain way the authority the strongest concordant calls this exousia exousia you know what this means it means privilege it means special jurisdiction the miriam's webster's dictionary calls this the power to influence thought opinion or behavior power to influence not to force with fear. And here's the difference. A power to influence with faith. The Holy Spirit has given us this power of kingdom authority to do what is beyond naturally possible for us that we see. In other words, you're moving from what you, you're moving something that you can see from the unseen world. But you have to understand one thing. You have to submit to this authority. I'm going to give you an example of authority. We recently moved to a a new neighborhood in Houston closer to the church because the the real estate market is booming in Houston. And I cast out of our house that we we owned before. And I moved to this new neighborhood. And they have a police officer that hangs out at the end of my street. I live like on a cul-de-sac. Now, I told you my past is kind of sketchy, right? So even though I've I've been uh, sanctified for 13 years and a church pastor for five years, can I tell you, my heart rate still still jumps a beat when I see a police officer and I I make sure if I'm not holding some drugs or something. My heart rate reads, and then I remember, wait, what, what am I doing? I don't have those problems no more, right? But it also keeps me in check because Pastor Rod doesn't like to follow the traffic laws. I get a bunch of tickets. I don't mean to. I'm not even in a hurry for anything. I just forget. And I'm just like in a hurry. I'm, the good worship song is on and I'm speeding. I'm like, what am I doing? So I have to use, I've been training myself to use the cruise control. Here's the point I'm making. When that police officer, God forbid, stops me, I have a choice to make. I, he has, we elected a constable that put him in power to patrol our neighborhoods and keep us safe, to protect and serve. I have the choice to make whether I submit to his authority or not. I have the rights, but here's what's going to happen: if I don't do what he tells me to, show him my driver's license, to insurance, maybe get out of the car, maybe let him search my car, where do you think I'm going to end up? I'm going to end up in jail and probably with a billy club up my head, uh, over my head. When he pulls up my record, he's going to. Oh, we got to handle him with special care. You feel me? I have to submit to his authority because in the long run, I'm, I'm, I'm going to put my trust and faith that he's looking out for my best interest. The authority, that's how authority works. What authority? Authority for salvation, transformation, glorification, breakthrough, deliverances, conquering, ruling by overcoming The natural world we're traveling. This is an access that we've been given. An ability to overcome and produce transformation with authority and influence. But we must first submit to that authority. The Holy Spirit. We're talking about a privilege. We're talking about an ability. We're talking about power, authority that moves us from beyond what we know and see presently. I'm talking about a power to supernaturally influence your natural life this is what i'm talking about jesus didn't just come to die for our sins thank god he did though right the complete mission is to establish the kingdom of god on earth with us his ecclesia genesis 126 he says that they were in heaven and they say hey look 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 let us create mankind in our image and in our likeness and with our authority with our power with our creativity and let them rule dominate the natural world cosmos this is why paul tells us in the book of romans chapter 12 hey don't conform don't play yourself don't be foolish don't be stupid and do what the worldly people do but transform your mind change the way you think how with the power of the holy spirit it's the power of the holy spirit the bible says the holy spirit is the paraclete another one like him who is a helper who is a friend who is a counselor who will guide you into all truth it's the only power that can take us beyond what we naturally see into the supernatural Now remember we have to submit his way not our way we gotta make sure that we understand it's the paraclete he it's like if Jesus was standing right next to you what did he give us that power for it's power to overcome power to overcome Jesus gave us power, but it's power to overcome. I'm not talking about power to name it and claim it, although if you can align the Word of God with what the Holy Spirit is telling you, you better be naming and claiming it because Jesus is trying to impart to you something greater. Listen, I think I got students in the room. I'm telling you right now, there are days ahead, months ahead, weeks ahead that are going to be tough. You forgot to study. You forgot to do that paper. You forgot to do that research. But if you could just... Learn that you have the power to overcome. The issue is, you know what happens oftentimes, this is misused. We name and claim cars, houses, new boyfriend, new girlfriend. She, I want a praying girlfriend. Boy, you just want a girlfriend. Quit playing. Instead of naming and claiming healing, restoration, redemption, Wisdom, discernment, overcoming, transformation. Yet Jesus set up realistic expectations for us. He he, he never said, hey, you're going to be my disciples and it's going to be, ooh, you're going to drive a biz. You're going to have a high-rise apartment. You're going to have fresh Dolce Gabbana T-shirts and all that good. He never said that. He restore the kingdom and, and, and send us the Holy Spirit with power. But he tells us that, hey, you're going to have to overcome some natural problems and pitfalls and pains in this world. How do I know that? Because John 16, says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. Peace, an interesting word. In this world, you will have trouble. You will have inconveniences. But take heart. In other words, take it into your heart. Take this power I'm sending you into your heart, for I have overcome the world. And if, you, if you're immersed in me, you can overcome the world too. I'm here to tell you, it ain't the devil. Stop blaming the devil. The devil gets more blame than you can shake a stick at. It ain't the devil. It ain't that person that's pissing you off. It ain't. It ain't ain't that situation. It ain't President Biden. It wasn't President Trump. I'm here to tell you, it's life. Take heart. Take it into your heart. Embrace it into your heart. You have a paraclete, another one like him inside of you so that you can overcome this world. This is power that gains us access to supernaturally influence what our natural problems are. Ain't that good? You know, a few years ago, I got invited to be, Houston is like the fourth largest city in in America. And I got invited to sit at the table with the mayor. And because our mayor was a Democrat, liberal, and sometimes beat up on the churches a little bit, I got ate up on social media. But what they didn't understand is that I've been granted access and power to supernaturally influence this man's policies. He said, I've told you these things so that you may have peace. You caught that? That word is shalom. You know what shalom means? It means that you have harmony with God and with others. So let me, let me tell you something. Before you ask him to overcome something in your life, stop what you're doing, and go make peace with the brother you're mad at. Go make peace with that situation that you're mad at. Make peace with it. Make peace with it. I, I, I've noticed that when I struggle, I participate more in the natural problem Than in the supernatural solution that I have the very power inside of me to solve. Every once in a while, you know what I do when I get to the airport? I got 17 emails. I'm rushing to the airport because I like to get there an hour ahead. I should listen to my wife more, right? And I get in the wrong line. And it takes me a few minutes to realize what am I doing in this line? It's like 400 people and there's three over there, and I forget. What am I doing? I wonder if we ever do that without, with our, you know, we go through, let's be honest, fam. We go through life. God saved us, restored marriages, done amazing things in our lives, given us miracle children, has healed us from things, and we get stumped on the dumbest little thing. Completely abdicating the power of kingdom authority in our lives. Can I tell you, you know why the Bible says that he is the king of kings? because y'all are kings and queens i've never met i've never read about i've never seen a king or a queen that is worried about what tomorrow brings Do you know why they got all power they got all riches they got all influence and they hold the law in their hand. i wonder if i have some people today that's ready to claim this law into your heart and say i'm a king or a queen in the kingdom power to overcome all worldly circumstances that's right i said all worldly circumstances you know why because luke tells us for what to be eyewitnesses and servants of the word Ooh, he is going we are it's gonna get church is a made-up word that king james put in the bible the actual word is ecclesia you are the council of heaven on earth you're the council of heaven on earth administrating kingdom law on earth we're not merely a community y'all we're a movement we're not a place where we just come to i need to find new friends i need to hang out i need to have some fun i need to build some friendships we're gonna all do that that comes naturally when you come into the kingdom. It's naturally. You become friends even with the people that haven't met Jesus yet. That's how, that's how natural it is. But what I'm here to tell you is this is his bride and it's been clothed in the power filled with the Holy Spirit and it's filled with power and authority. It's filled supernaturally so that you can overcome all your worldly circumstances for what? To be witnesses and servants of that very word. The Holy Spirit is a regenerative power. Like a dynamo, it continually renews and recharges. It reshapes inwardly our lives. So if you're not changing, you know what you have? No power. If you're not changing, you're not charging. You've you, you got to be changing. Something's got to be changing on the inside. And to do so, all you have to do is embrace it, engage it, and then empower it. When Jesus said, take heart, he said, I've told you these things. I wondered and I asked myself and I circled my Bible and read what things. And I spent weeks researching what things. It was all the signs. It was all the wonders. It was all the healing. It was all the multiplication of food in his hands. It was the deliverances. It was the prosperity. It was the traveling. It was the preaching. It was the healing. It was the laying of hands. It was the anointing of the sick. It was the love your neighbor as yourself. Very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I've been doing and they will do even greater things. Can you believe that he said even greater things? The question is, how can we do greater things than what Jesus did? He repeated this every day. He's telling us about the gospel of the kingdom of God. He repeated it every day, all day long, everywhere he went. He taught the same sermon. Did you know that? He taught the same sermon to all people always. You know what that was? Y'all, y'all want to know what he said every single day of his life for three years? Blessed are the poor. The mourning. The disenfranchised. The hungry. Those that are thirsty, those that are oppressed, the peacemakers, those that are pure at heart, the merciful, the persecuted, the mocked, oh, the talked about. I wonder if I got some people here that have been talked about before. Blessed are you. Blessed are the widows, the orphans, the prisoners, the sick. I wondered, why did he say that? For they will have power to overcome those things with kingdom authority. Then it hit me. They have the power. He said, when you go into something, that's the place he meets you. And he gives you a greater power and authority to overcome those things. This is the power I'm talking about today. It's a power to influence and overcome. Influence, not by force. In other words, you prayed about it, but don't go texting about it. You prayed about it, but don't manipulate about it. You know, we got to remember that authority is influence. Literally, it's influence. Kingdom authority is kingdom influence. I tell you this because force is what religious people That's what they didn't get then. That's what they don't get today. Religious people are really people with no faith. Religious people believe in behavior modifications. You got to talk a certain way. You got to say cer- certain things. You got to look a certain way. You got you to speak a certain way. You got to worship a certain way. You got to have a church that looks a certain way. Faith believes in transformation. Faith believes in transformation. Faith believes it can supernaturally move the natural. People of faith are people of power, are people of authority, are people with influence. Well, what is it that we supernaturally influence? Love, peace, joy, forbearance, kindness. Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, my God, self-control. Remember I told you that it's the ability to produce. Can I say it this way? It's the ability to produce fruit in your life. This is found in Galatians 5. Power to produce what the Holy Spirit can only produce when we have harmony with Jesus And each other. When we are not, don't blame it on your Enneagram number. Don't blame it on your personality traits or your daddy was this way, your mama was this way. It's because this. You're talking about, you're talking to an immigrant kid that got picked on, got discriminated against, was a suicidal drug addict. I don't blame none of those things. I did those things and I overcame that by the power of kingdom authority. All it is is a lack of intimacy, and it's a lack of obedience to what the Holy Spirit is spurring you to do. You've got to remember, like the cop, you've got to submit your authority to the Word and His Spirit. they got to come together. I also will say, don't let any false preacher teach you some crazy things, because the Holy Spirit is the one that guides you into all truth. Jesus told us that. This is the power of influence so that we can influence heaven on earth. And that will overcome all our problems in this world. Jesus desires to save us all that are lost, the last, the least. It's who the gospel is for. You know who the gospel is? It's good news for people in really bad situations. It's why he gave us power in us so that we can overcome our problems, so that we shall take heart. Lastly, I'll tell you this. It's a power with kingdom authority so that we can also help others. It's not just for us. In the chapter 2 of the book of Acts, Peter preaches and says, hey, listen, this power is for you, for your children, for your future generation, and for all people far off. That's something we got to embrace today. It's not just for us. I want you to really embrace this and put this because the church today lacks so much power. This is why we have the power to change the world. But can I tell you, it starts here. Let it start here. I'm going to tell you something. Because we've got to overcome. You know what we've got to overcome? Galatians 5 tells us sexual immorality, impurity, lustful thoughts, pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, witchery, witchcraft, hostility, hatred, pettiness, fighting, quarreling, dissension, division, 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 division. Division. Well, the CDC said division. Tell me what the gospel says. Tell me what the gospel says, because I I know that's momentary. I'm dealing with something eternal. He gave us the power to overcome these things. Not by my own power, not by my own knowledge, not by my own understanding, but by the power. Like Paul said today, I come here not with eloquent words, but by the power of the Holy Spirit. How? Overcoming? So how? This is how, how by loving God with all my heart, mind, and soul. What he really said was the love, which is the command center of all your will, heart, mind, everything. Can I tell you, it doesn't always feel good to love your neighbor as yourself, but it's always good. You know, he says this to us, you, you, to do so, you got to love yourself too. You got to uh, embrace the fact that he loves you. Love yourself. Jesus says that this is such a high mark that he says that the way you know the mark is the way we love our enemies and do good to them. This is a really high mark we're shooting for. But when you have the kingdom authority inside of you, all things are possible. This is a power to overcome ourselves. This is a power to overcome ourselves in order to be able to help others overcome. I wonder if you know someone that needs to overcome something. The world has too many churches, leaders, God help me, pastors, building themselves, their brands, their images. I say this because I'm very careful about my words, preaching not their own words, sanitizing the gospel, sanitizing culture. Sounds good, looks good, connects good, but it ain't got no power. Creating a country club, no power. Pioneer, can I tell you, we got to own. We got to own our testimony. We got to own our overcoming. We got to own our transformation. This is how we build our testimony. You know why? People are going to connect with your testimony before they connect with Jesus. In the testimony of your life is where Jesus is. This is a collaborative mission. We're all doing this together. One life at a time, overcoming, influencing, like-minded communities like Union Houston and Pioneer Church, cities like Houston and Memphis united. Owning our testimony. Not just building, uh, building the building, but building it in your lives. Here's what I will to tell you: in your work, in your school in your relationship, in the bars, in the coffee shops, in the restaurants, in the farmer's markets, everywhere, with the power of kingdom authority. And this is not limited to just Sunday morning. This is a place we open up to invite those that are lost. But you got to be the church Monday through Saturday. We can't overcome and forget why we overcame. Overcoming, we overcame so that we can help others overcome. I want you to think about this. Just imagine an entire world filled with believers, fueled with the Holy Ghost. I say no more powerless churches, no more inward-looking Christians. I'm talking about people of God, people of the gospel that are out there evangelizing with everything they do, with every stroke of the pen, with every stroke of the key, with every word that you say, with every order that you do. We are called to share the greatest news known to mankind. And that's the spirit that's in this room right now. Granting us power. I'm going to leave you with this. Jesus said to Peter, Upon this rock, I will build my council, and I will hand you the keys of the kingdom. Today, Jesus stands in this room with his Holy Spirit and all his power and kingdom authority. And he's saying he's handing us keys of the kingdom. And you know what he told Peter that he's telling us today? And with those keys, you'll be able to bind on earth. It will be bound in heaven. And what you lose here, you will lose in heaven. You can release heaven on earth is what he was telling them. I want you to remember you're doing that because we, are, we, we have a testimony. So much so that in Revelations it says that we were saved, that we will overcome the world, the entire world. All the problems, all the pain, all the suffering by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. The Holy Spirit is in this place and he's imparting truth into you. This truth His power is for you to become overcomers, like Paul said, more than overcomers. Would you stand with me this morning? Can we bow our heads and close our eyes for just a moment? What's God saying to you this morning? There's someone in the room that has something they're trying to overcome. They've been trying to do it on their own. They've been trying to do it by reading, by researching, by praying even with their own words and not words of the gospel. He's saying, just embrace me. Immerse yourself in this power. Immerse yourself in the paraclete, one like him, another one just like him. There's someone here that is worried, fretting, worried, because they've heard but they're scared to take that step of faith. Today, I want you to know he's here. He's moving and he's saying, you got this. You've always got this. Stop doubting yourself. Love yourself enough to take that step. With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want to give an opportunity for those that are visiting that have never said yes to Jesus, wherever you may be watching. If today's the day you give your life to Jesus, here's what you're saying yes to. You're saying yes to The fact that Jesus stepped out of heaven, came to live, suffer, and die for all our mistakes, all our sins, for all that stuff we try to do on our own, and it cleans the slate by the blood of the Lamb. But today, you're saying, yes, he's going to immerse you with the power of kingdom authority, and you'll begin to write a new testimony. If that's you, raise your hand so I could pray for you, wherever you may be, Memphis. Father God, we thank you, Lord. Thank you for your powerful ministry, your powerful word today. We thank you, Lord, that you're moving here, that you're building something very vibrant, beautiful here in Memphis in pioneer church family. Lord, we 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 anoint this church with much power, kingdom authority, influence to overcome and to share as much of Jesus and the gospel with those around us. Lord, I pray over Pastor Jeremy and Tasha, over their family, over their household, over their finances, over this place, over a uh, visible music college, all the students and the parents. Lord, I thank you, and I pray all these things in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. You guys may be seated. Um, we're going to close. Uh, I'm just so thankful that you guys were here. A couple quick announcements before you leave. I see some new faces. Before you run out, um, Ms. Jerry's in the back. She's going to give you a Connect card. If you could fill it out. We wanna connect with you. We, we actually care who you are and that you spent time with us. Um, and those things allow us to get coffee with you and just find out. Because here's the truth about it. We're not trying to build an empire. All right, we're not trying to plant 30 pioneer churches. We're here to build the kingdom. And if that's Pioneer Church, if you're like, I want to be a part of that's great. But we just want to see wherever you're planted and growing. That's important to us. So fill out our Connect card. Another way to get involved um, is that we have small groups happening at the end of this month. We have a men's group. We have a woman's group. We have a, um, a couple's group. And then we have a group on how to share the gospel. Um, over the next couple, actually next week, we're going to have some of our leaders come up and just share what book they're doing. And some of them just look at me like, oh, you didn't tell me that. I'm telling you now. I want you to share about what we're doing. I know like on how to share the gospel, it's just, it's been something pressed on my heart that who here gets nervous sometimes when they're with the, in the office with coworkers and you're like, I want to tell them about Jesus. I don't know if this is the right time. Oh my gosh, you're crying. I'm weird with tears because I'm weird with tears. I'm like, how do I insert Jesus into this? And they ask you like, hey, do you want a bagel? And you're like, Jesus loves you. Oh my gosh, the wrong time. You know, anyone ever do that? No, me, just by myself. That's why God made me a password. Okay, cool, 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 cool. No, and so we do, um, we just have a short class on like how to share the gospel, when's the right time, how can you break it down to something that's palatable to someone who doesn't know Jesus, and you can make it make sense to them, and so what we're trying to do is get rid of the nervousness, and just letting it flow, and so again, we'll talk more about that. Another way that we want to connect with you is through prayer. Um, if you don't have your family, if you don't have a church family that's praying for you, let, give us the opportunity to do so. We want to believe with you. Jesus said, when two or three are gathered, I am there because his spirit is of one accord. So let us pray with you. We want to petition all of heaven and say, God, come down and change the situation. You may not pull it away, but he's going to put you through it. He's going to carry you through it. And then the last thing is generosity. And listen, I want to tell you guys that we have our anniversary is coming up, and I'm going to show you pictures on that day of where we started. We started in my living room with like eight people who kind of didn't know what they were doing. And the pastor is still unqualified to be doing this thing. And that's the beautiful thing. And so if you look around, you're not just seeing people, you're seeing what heaven looks like. So this is a little precursor to heaven. But generosity goes a long way. It allows us to put up a live stream. It allows us to operate. And so listen, we have everything we need in Christ Jesus. We have everything we need. We're just waiting for you to give it. Ta-da! It's a participation. It's not just, oh, all right, God, here's the thing. It says, whatever is the master of your heart, that's where your heart is. So if money's your master, set set yourself free. Just be like, God, I'm gonna give. I'm gonna tithe, I'm gonna give to the church because I believe in the vision of this church. I believe in what they're doing. And then you set yourself free from being in the worries of money. Is it that easy? Not all the time, it's difficult. There's an internal rustle sometimes and you're like, God, you know right now I need that, but I trust you. I trust you more than what I see. I trust you more than what my eyes can interpret. I trust you more than what I can create with my own hands. I trust that your provision. Listen, when you give to God, he goes, man, you just open the floodgates of heaven for me to bless your life abundantly. And guess what? In this church, we have a money-back guarantee. So if at any time you've given and you're like, I didn't see God work, we're going to talk about it. I give you your money back. Because you ain't giving to me, you're giving to God. But I'll, I'll be like, here, here's your money back. So there's a money back guarantee here. But guys, I love you guys. Um, if you're new, just know I am running to like the front door after this because I want to meet you. So don't duck out. I'll shout you and be like, hey, you. I didn't hug you. We didn't connect. Come on, be my family. Um, so let's just pray. And I want to see you guys next week. Next week, we have Pastor Will. Oh, man. Just like Pastor Rod today, listen, I got some friends who just love to preach the gospel, and what's even beautiful about it is that they love to live the gospel even more. So they just preaching what they're living. Um, As a great prophet would say, they walk it how they talk it. Some of you guys get that. Some of you guys are like, what is he saying? What is he saying? Let's pray. Father, I just thank you for... My family, I thank you for Pastor Rod. I thank you for everyone who's in this room and who watched online. We know that this word doesn't go out void, Lord God, but there's an abundance, Lord God. There will be new numbers added to the kingdom because of this moment, And so we just thank you. Father God, I pray for every person in the room that as they walk out of this room that the seeds that were planted, Lord God, are not just thrown away, but Lord God, that they grow and develop and they grow deep roots in you. Father, we just thank you for this moment. Keep us as we show up next week ready to receive what you have for us because you're a good God and you're faithful to us. In your name we pray and everyone said amen. Amen. Love you guys. Have a great week. Thank you for listening to the
1: Pioneer Church Podcast. Let's go one step further. Subscribe and share this podcast with family and friends and see how this word changes their life. At Pioneer, we believe in journeying together. If you want to support this ministry, go to PioneerChurch.com give to continue to help us to reach people for Jesus. Thank you again for listening, and God bless you.